house will always be divided. There aren't many storylines that are as dysfunctional as the Halloween franchise, but we must admit its lack of continuity has led to many debates over the years, and it leaves the fans in a position where they feel like they must choose. Are you a purist who only enjoys the first two movies? Or maybe you show your loyalties to 4, 5, and 6, the Jamie Lloyd saga. Maybe some of you fans find H2O and Resurrection far superior to any others. Then there's also the unforgettable Rob Zombie films. And last and maybe least, we have this new gen of Michael Myers movies with the current trilogy that is taking place. There's so many options that it's not hard to see why fans get in these debates, and I will always ruthlessly defend people defending movies. But what's unfortunate is the way that Halloween fans will not only overlook the films they dislike, they totally eradicate them from the franchise completely. I myself try to avoid this masked melodrama and see the films for what they are and the year they represent. That part's important, because I guarantee you, regardless of your least favorite, most hated Halloween, I promise you it's someone's number one. And the one we're discussing today is hands down one of the most controversial. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, released in 2009. Now say what you want about Rob Zombie's Halloweens. If you love Michael Myers, you owe him a thank you. If it wasn't for Rob, Michael Myers would have been a straight-to-DVD franchise. This isn't opinion, it's fact. Dimension Films had no idea what to do with the character after Resurrection. It made less than half the money H2O did. If it wasn't for Rob, the whole thing could have went down the tubes. Now you can pretend that he's the first director to try to give Michael some backstory, and you can also pretend that his kills aren't the most brutal. But that wouldn't be very honest, would it? Regardless of your favorite Halloween movie, we ask everyone, including ourselves, to put our biases aside and let's look at this movie for what it is. And that's exactly what we're gonna do. So, without any further introduction, here is our take on Halloween 2. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey, and back again for another week clapping them cheeks. The best producer in the whole wide world, and the best one I know, Mr. Rosark Mark. Ozark, what say ya? How you feeling today? Hello there. It's a pleasure to see you again. As it always is, welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. Folks, your he's favorite. talking to you. Stop it. I'm trying to do my... my Okay. Well, you know what? You ruined it. I even forgot what I was gonna say. So look, you thank said you it's good. To, you said it's good to see you, and I said, "Folks, he's talking to you." He doesn't mean that to me. No. He he. He literally talked for twenty minutes about things that I have no idea what he even said before that we started recording. That's so, why we're friends. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. Why do I attract people like this? I look, don't get it. I, I don't understand it. Look, it's the way the world works. It's mm-hmm. got its balance. Yeah, okay, Jay and Silent Bob, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It works. It's just you, you, you have your strong silence, and then you have you know your strong loud mouth. It's just the way it works. We really should have done Jay and Silent Bob costumes. For it, they... <laughs> <laughs> it would have worked. It would have worked so well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's great. So this is, uh, this is a uh, great episode we got coming up here. Uh, season sequels that we is in right now and what are we talking about today mr christian ramey sir we are talking about rob zombies halloween 2 who horton here's a who who robert zombert oh that guy yeah halloween 2 this was released in 2009 many folks are aware of this movie and as we alluded to in the intro this is probably one of the most controversial halloween movies right outside of halloween 3 but you know mark it's a rocky relation it's like the you know what the halloween franchise is to me it's like explaining the royal family and they're like oh yeah but You'll be thinking, like, you'll be like, wait, is that the king and the queen? And they'll be like, yeah, but see, they had her killed because they didn't like her. You're like, wait, what now? Hold on. I'm trying to draw the lines. So he's her brother? Like, I never understand it. And I'm a pretty smart guy. But every time, it's like a little scandal kind of thing. It's like explaining the royal family. Or it's like, I don't know, explaining the rules of, like, cricket or something. You're just like, wait, what now? 
What's happening? It just doesn't make sense, all right? None of the Halloween franchise does. I still love it. I love all the movies for what they are, but <clears throat> Elm Street's a little more cohesive. Friday the 13th's a little out there, but at least it's kind of like the growth of Jason, if you think about it. Like, little boy Jason grows into, like, potato sackhead Jason, then he finds his mask, and then he keeps it. Kind of makes sense. I mean, you could tell that they they didn't plan it that way. They just kind of worked off of it. Halloween, it's all over the place. This is like days of our lives to keep up and understand what's going on. So I I don't think that this story goes too far out there, but some people do. So I guess in the synopsis, I will do my best to explain uh, what that's all about. But I, I really think people's kind of gripe about it is this is the first movie, in my opinion, Mark, and Rob's picture. Some people like Michael Myers is ambiguous. They liked the 1978, and I did too, that you didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. But Rob Zombie explained it. He explained in the first one, little boy Michael, his family was all messed up, his mom's a stripper. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Things were weird, you know. This is how monsters aren't born, they are created. Which I enjoyed that take myself personally, and I know lots of others did, but some didn't. But this is just a continuation of that story. But Mark, I tell you a little, what's frustrating about it is since the first Halloween movie, since the first one, Literally the second one, they make a, the parallel of Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' sister. The third one doesn't have Michael Myers. The fourth one, we incorporate a niece, and she's like clairvoyant with Michael Myers, kind of has that like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker thing, like they can always like feel each other no matter where they're at, and they have visions of each other kind of thing. Okay. All right, and then that goes into part six where they explain Michael to be some kind of like legend of the thorn who's brought like through witches and like a coven of people. Um, and then we have Buster Rhymes fighting him on a reality TV show. All right, and then he comes back as if none of that happens to fight, uh, you know, Laurie Strode as a teacher, which was cool. I liked that. That was a neat one, and then I didn't even, you know, I didn't even hate, uh, I didn't even hate H2O or, or Resurrection. I didn't hate either one of them, but they were interesting in their own right. So you're all over the fucking map here, but for some reason, people act as if Rob Zombie was the person, to, the first person to, like, give Michael any kind of weird backstory or depth. I all of them have. Whatever. Whatever. I digress. I digress, and we can move past that. We can also move past the fact that he's the reason that they didn't go straight to DVD. If we just get right into the story of this one... Hit me with it, baby. It's similar to Halloween 2, the original. Like, um, <laughs> Lori has a hospital dream, which is very reminiscent of the first Halloween, or the first second Halloween, you understand what I'm trying to say, where Jamie Lee Curtis is running through the halls. Pretty creepy. Honestly, I don't like hospitals because of that. Very impactful to me. I've just never really liked hospitals. I feel like Michael's in there somewhere, or something is. I don't know what it is. I just don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like fluorescent lights, and just I don't want to be a part of that. It is a very depressing place. You just don't want to be there. No. Ever. No. Never. Nobody wants to go to a hospital. <laughs> okay? yeah, got... Nobody wants to be in the hospital. That's like the one place that you don't want to go. You might have like kind of cured me of it right there, Mark. You yeah. got a point. That was like the stop it kind of thing. You're like nobody yeah. wants to go. <laughs> that did, what's that shit from? But Mad just, TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I can't stop. Okay, well, stop it. If you don't know what we're talking about, just look up the stop it skit from Mad TV, and you can thank us later. Uh, <laughs> so Halloween two takes place. Lori survives, Annie survives from the first movie, and these girls are messed up. Lori is now living with Annie because her parents were obviously butchered by Michael Myers, living with Annie and her dad, Sheriff Brackett, and who is played by Brad Dorff, Chucky, by the way. Um, <clears throat> so they're both messed up, and Rob takes a deep look at like the psychology of like the pain of these victims and how it would be if you really had a situation like this. Because some of the 
Halloween movies ran into funny parts, and even not saying you won't have a chuckle throughout these movies, but there's some pain in like these movies. There's some like it's almost like a tad noir where you're like, damn, that's dark, dog. Like that, which is a fan of horror. Those are the only things that are usually going to make me move. Not saying I don't enjoy comedy or things of that nature, but if you're really wanting to kind of maybe gross me out or throw me off, I need like a little bit of a gut punch to be like, yo, not going to forget that one. This movie is kind of filled with kills that are like that, that are very in-your-face, very visceral, things that you just will not forget. People complain that Michael Myers is too big in his movies as well, which I don't understand that complaint at all. Like, he's supposed to, like, that adds to it. I feel like if you're, like, I don't know, 5'11", I'm going to piece you up. You're just not as strong. You're just not as strong as all of us. If you're, like, (laughs) fucking The Undertaker walking through the door, everyone's like, hey, yo. (laughs) (laughs) This guy means business. It's not... Uh, the bigger you are, the more intimidating you are. So yeah, you know, like that's how I see him. Mm-hmm. That's how I see him. Yeah. There's some great kills in this. He he really is trying to get Lori, obviously because they're siblings. That's how I'll always see them, anyways. And it's the final confrontation of that, and also Doctor Loomis. So let's look at this too. Some people don't like that they made Doctor Loomis. And this one, he made a book about all the murders and about Michael, and he's kind of like pretty much profiting off of all of you know the blood money of the story of all this, and nobody really likes him. I mean, he does kind of come through and save and help Michael, and he's always got the intent to help, but he definitely sold the story. And it's Malcolm McDowell. I mean, Clockwork Orange, dude's a great actor. I thought this was a realistic look on how people would take this dude. Because you remember in the first, we always talk about Donald Pleasant's role within the Halloween franchise. Everyone else is totally, get me another beer. The evil within his eyes is the darkest of the mind. Like he's over, like he's theater acting. He's over the top selling Michael, very poetic. And everyone else is like, Tom, is that yeah? Like they have just the, yep, you're going to die voice. They just have that, whereas he did not. So I think in this, it was a more realistic approach. I love Donald Pleasance. I'm just saying I don't think this is that disrespectful. And if I, I mean, obviously we rated the Halloween franchise. I put the first one, Rob Zombie's, way higher on the list than this one. I know this film has its limitations, but obviously Rob has also publicly stated that he's had... uh, he had a lot of turmoil with the studio, and he was making this movie with the Weinsteins, if that gives you guys any kind of... Some weirdos there. Some, yeah, maybe you heard of them. Some real fucking weirdos. Weirdo, huh? <laughs> so that was a problem for him, and he said it was a production nightmare. And he's tough on himself as long uh, as well as a lot of the folks out there, but I think if you can look past that, If you can look past that, because there are so many horror movies that people adore, they love. They're saying, like, oh, I love this. Like, I love Return of the Living Dead. So you're going to give me, get over here, Bert, come on. Like, you can get through, like, I love that movie too. But things look fake. There's funny moments. You can't dissect every little thing. I think a lot of people that hate on him hate on him. And they don't give a shit what he's creating, you know, (laughs) But that's all I'll say about the hatred of it for that. But, Mark, there are some brutal kills in this movie. Yes, there are, and I love them. I do, too, dog. I love them. Um, I got to say, Rob Zombie's uh, Michael Myers is my favorite of the Michael Myers because I like his, just his brutalness. Like I, That's how I envision if, this, if Michael Myers was a character, if you told me who Michael Myers was, just explained it. Like, that's how I would picture him. That's how, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, I love his brutalness of it. The kills are, uh, yeah, very brutal. Some of them be like, oh, my God. Like, you know. And he also, Michael Myers still doesn't talk unless he's a kid. I get that. But I liked how he at least had him, like, breathe hard. And he grunted a little. Yeah, grunted a little. (sighs) Yeah, I like that. You know, you can't just sit there and just do this and not make a sound. That shit's impossible. 
The, the, dude, you make a noise. You make a grunt getting up from the couch after you sat there for two hours. Like you're telling me this dude's going full blown stabbing someone, and he's not going to grunt or do anything. No. So I like how a, he grunts there. You know, you know, you know, ladies make fun of guys. Like that's a thing in lady culture where they make fun of their man. Like if they make noises when they get up, and it's bullshit because it starts young. Mark, it's already starting, oh, yeah. and it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down the vessel. You sit down like. <laughs> like so for some reason you gotta let all of the air out of your lungs. Watch watch somebody's dad do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> No, it happens it happens to me every time I get out of the car. I get out of the car like, oh, here we go. Alright. It's just a little extra boost you need to get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh what's your uh favorite kill though? Do you have a favorite kill in this movie? I don't know if I can really pick a favorite, but you know, the Octavia Spencer, she's the nurse with uh, Carolyn Williams, the, the chick from Texas Chainsaw 2, Stretch. Yeah. I don't, is it Carolyn or Caroline? I always forget. Um, uh, I don't know. I am not a horror nerd, so I will not be able to uh, provide this information Yeah, you to will. You. No, I Carolyn. will not. Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn. Caroline. Caroline. All right. Carolyn or Caroline? Which one is it? C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. Caroline. Caroline. I don't know. It's one of those names that you could say either way. Who cares? Carol. Yeah. Christmas Carol. Right. Castle Anyways. Yeah. She's, which is great. That's what makes Rob the best horror caster of all time. Hey, she was awesome in Texas Chainsaw. Great scream. How good are you? And he's like going through a leg. I love it. Love mm-hmm. that whole thing. We discussed that film. Yes. When Octavia Spencer gets stabbed... And he, it, like, Michael Myers comes in, and he's just, she's like on her stomach on the ground, and he just starts going in, and he's just like, mm, mm, like, just. I think Rob does a great job, because he is a musician. He does a great job of, like, panning out music, and then, like, he'll have just the most subtle background music, and he always picks great soundtracks. Yeah. Or at least great choices for me. Especially that uh, song that's playing on the TV in the yeah, dream. The, the Knights of White Satin, the movie yep. blues. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. It added to the eeriness of it. I liked how he did that. Yeah, it did. So that's a good one. Mine is the stripper kill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> smash. She's hot. He, he's hot. He just straight takes her and just smashes her. And after like the third hit, she's just flopping around. You know, every man has had that fantasy of doing that to their significant other at least once in the oh, lifetime. Oh, I'm sure every woman's had that exactly. same thing. <laughs> right. Everybody, anybody who's in a relationship, let's say, has had that envision of just doing that one time. But hey, old it's boy. It's just me up, man. Old boy that plays the strip club owner. And that, that's the scene, really, that's one of my favorites, too, that I can't live without. First, you have Jeff Daniel Phillips. I love that guy. First off, he's one of the few people in this world who have larger teeth than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and second off, he's... Hey. Hey, guy, I already sent somebody to the emergency room. I already sent some <laughs> jag off. <laughs> I love that because he always understands the assignment. Like, every role I see that guy in, he's actually a really good actor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's criminal that he's not used more. Well, he's just not, I guess, superstar looking. So, you know, you can only go so far. He's unique, though. Like, I feel like if somebody knew him, like, you know those people um, that maybe on film... You're not like a, a a ten, but like if you were just an average person who <laughs> lived in the neighborhood, like they would be considered way different, like more attractive. Sure, if that makes sense. He's a cool he's a cool cat. I really fuck with his um, style of acting. But he said, I already sent some jag off. He says, I want you to get the fuck out of here. And Michael Myers doesn't have a mask on. Rob had a choice of not to. And I like that he had him as some big, gritty guy with a long beard because uh, you're telling me Michael Myers shaving this whole time? Like, that that's weirder to me. Yeah, <clears throat> it makes sense. It he, does, the he way made, he has He made him. things kind of try and make sense because this movie has a his, this franchise has a history, like you said before, of not making sense. So he tried to take, he, I believe he took his own take on it uh, to try and make sense of it a little bit more. 
what Michael was feeling and thinking when right. he was just on his path. Why is he doing this? You know, I, I guess that's your take on it. And some people might not like that. That's fine. I mean, it's all based. That's the beautiful thing about movies, man. It's all based on opinion. I didn't mind it. Uh, the White Horse, and you asked me to look at it on the Patreon episode to notice because the White Horse scenes. A lot of people have issues with the White Horse scenes and all that. I didn't mind it. It didn't bother me. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like it consumed the movie. No, I feel like the kills and the and and Laurie and Laurie and, and Doctor Loomis's story, like that's what consumed the movie. It's just you got. I mean, Michael Myers is by himself. You have to do something. You can't just have him walking <laughs> yeah. in the scenes. You gotta have something. He doesn't you... talk. This is a silent killer. What's he gonna do besides kill people? I guess you gotta have, give it some reason. Mark, you know? I, I know you don't. You're not like. A, I've got a million films under your belt, but you know that scene where he's like walking in the field and the woods, and like they do this beautiful zoom over. Like, how do you think they did that? A helicopter? Because 2009, I don't know if they were using drones at that point. Uh, no, no drones. 2009 is when I graduated high school, so drones were not. I'm sure there were drones in like the military and shit, of course, right? But, but they, they weren't, they weren't like public, advanced. like they weren't going around all willy nilly like it was now. So it definitely <clears throat> looked like a helicopter to me, the rate of the speed and all that. And That's I'm sure cool. that you got, you know, the budget that you had for it. I'm sure you could have hired a helicopter to roll by one day, you know. So it's definitely a helicopter, I think. Okay. To answer your question. Yeah, you know. Also, too, let's not undermine the. Um, Who's, what's that guy? Not that son's anarchy guy that met him in the cornfield with yeah. his daughter and, mm-hmm. his, and that guy. Yeah. He goes out there and tries to beat him, and that just does not go good for them. No, no, not at all. And what sucks, too, is he had to eat the dog. Like, come on, man. I, I know you're going for shock value and all that, but come on. Don't eat the dog. I was, like, less, like, I was very mad he killed the dog, but a little less mad when he ate it because you're like, Okay, he's eating. Like you could have ate something else. Right, and they didn't. They didn't. He didn't show him killing the dog, which no, is good. You but know, it wasn't just like that. he just did it to do it. Right. But he did do it in the original movie. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but um, so back to him. back to this the 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 strip club the owner and the Frankenstein that guy kills me. I love <laughs> that guy, but he understood the assignment too. Not only like. He pulled the first stupid rule of a gun. First off, you don't ever put a gun, walk up on somebody so you're like so they can grab it. Like you you have a gun. Like that's the whole reason you have distance. Like don't <laughs> That's the whole re- right? Like, you know, like that's oh, the Oh no, man. That thing was a little 22 P shooter. For sure. You know, For sure. going to hurt Michael Myers. I don't think like, it would have either, but the no. last thing I'm doing is a getting closer. Like, I mean, if you're, like, at a distance, just run. But, like, he cornered you. You're not going to walk up. I wouldn't. You just that, That's, like, gun safety 101. Yeah. If this guy, like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's a masked lunatic. But if you have any – if I walked up to you with a gun – and put it at your face. Your instinct is to push it. Like, people who haven't taken gun classes have seen that technique of how to push and roll a gun. Yeah. It's just common instinct. Yeah. Like, you're not going to shoot me. Like, I don't know. Or you're going to get your arm broken, or I'm going to, like, just, move, you know, get the weapon out of your hand. Yeah. So many people, like, ladies could do that to a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. Like, so I that like I don't know when I see that movies it infuriates me a little bit but it's so funny because Michael messes this guy up stripper just runs for it then they see uh, the Jeff Daniel Phillips character like yeah, just goes. hung up and his head stomped in yeah mm-hmm. and he gets his shit like the the Frankenstein guy gets all beat up and he comes out he gets a compound fracture in his arm so the yep. bone's sticking out and he just runs out this actor is great he's just like. Aah! <laughs> like, it's like, pure chaos, man. <laughs> like, he was so great. <laughs> like, not often do you like dudes have a couple different ways. Not everybody's. Some guys want to be the Clint Eastwood. I mean, I, I do. You do. Like nobody wants to be the guy that comes off as like a big biatch on film. So mm-hmm. when people 
Danny Treyu had a hard time in the first one. He's like, man, I'm a tough guy. Like, I don't want people to see me this vulnerable. And he's like, nah, man, that's what's going to make it. And it really did. Like, that's a powerful kill people didn't forget. Yeah. But, like, you remember in the 2009 Friday the 13th, uh, the blonde, curly-headed douchebag kid, Trey, there was a body thrown out when he w- and it landed on his car, and he was just like, <laughs> like he screamed like a girl. That's awesome, man. Like I like when people can put their pride aside and can really lose their shit like, you know, like this. So yeah. I don't know. It was a lot of fun for me to see the Frankenstein guy all busted up. <laughs> and he just fucking smashes his head against the wall to shut him up, just like... <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Yeah. Brutal. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Also, I like liked the guy who was hosting the party. Yeah, that's Jeff Daniel Phillips, actually. Yeah. He's one of the very few characters within the Halloween franchise to play two separate characters. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. His fucking joke. I got a joke for you, guys. <laughs> They're horrible. I forget what it was. He says, like... I forget what he said, but it was What's horrible. The, joke. What do a blonde have, a blonde and a pumpkin have in common? They got three holes in their shallow or something, <laughs> an hollow so. or something. I forget what it was, but it was funny. His vibe was fun, you know, hilarious in that. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, you know what else is one of my favorite scenes in this? Hmm. Like any dad really could feel the scene. So a, like we talk, Brad Dorif, voice of Chucky. He's in Lord of the Rings. He's in Deadwood. I mean, he's a top-tier actor. He's great. Exorcist 3. I love when he gets really mad and shouts, too, because you hear the Chucky come out. I want to shoot you so bad. Like, you you can just hear the Chucky coming out. But (laughs) there's a part where he gets pizza with his daughters, right? I mean, with his daughter and his daughter, you know, with Annie, practically his daughter at this point. And they're eating, and he says... Man, he said, uh, you guys ever wonder who the original Starvin' Marvin was? And why I say this is because when you have kids, I have kids, like, you really tone it down. Like, I'm not coming in talking about the exorcist right away. Like, you learn how to tone down, especially for your daughters, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, your job is to be kind of like, what's wrong? You know, just to be there for them. And then... I've anybody has had a million of these conversations where he's sitting there. He says, "So you guys ever wonder who the original, like Starvin Marvin, was? Where'd the saying come from? Maybe it's Lee Marvin." They're like, "Who's Lee Marvin?" He's like, "You don't know who Lee Marvin is? <laughs> Cat blue." <laughs> and he, and he, and he, and he says, "You know," and he, and he shoots, and he misses the barn. And the kids are just like, what the fuck are you talking? If you have kids, you'll have a dozen of those moments a week. Oh, yeah. They won't know. It's very realistic for sure. I like, yeah. Oh, dude, it makes me laugh every time because he (laughs) kills that scene. He just sits down like, I don't know what world I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what's I really, going on. I was I liked Doctor Loomis's struggles that he has. He's everybody's just being a dick to him, watching <laughs> him get pissed off. Best is the book signing. Like I don't know why this is hilarious, but he's getting the book signed. He's taking the picture with some hot redhead, and he's like, "Are you a real redhead?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> the party was a lot of fun, man. I liked because um, she had these little uh, friends. Uh, that weren't her original, that wasn't Annie. Um, these girls she worked with, they're kind of more like uh, punk, if you will, alternative, work at a record store. They go out to this Halloween party with her, and then they get messed up. But I like how her friend was dressed up as Tim Curry, you know, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. She's like, look, I'm a dude that's dressed up like a chick. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a girl that's dressed like a dude who's trying to be like a chick. It was like, whoa. Do you know what I think of every time I hear that? What? It's like a Tropic Thunder. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> <laughs> they could never make that movie now. No, they can't. <laughs> Absolutely not. But she gets, she gets destroyed. Everyone gets destroyed. I mean, honestly, it's um, it's dark in that sense. But I, I don't know. To me, Mark, 
the kills speak for this movie over anything, but I really like that feel. Some people are like, oh, he's got his like white trash filter on it. Maybe I'm a little white trash. Okay, maybe I come from white trash. Well, this right. is just, you know, there's all kinds of t- different types of horror movies, dog, okay? All right? He, Robert Zombert, likes a little bit of brutality in it. And a little bit of trash and smut, yeah, and I exactly. do too. Yeah, I like all of that. It's entertaining to me. It makes it feel more horrorish. You know that old dude that works in a record store? Oh, I, I, his name's, uh, I'm, his, I forget his name, the actor, but he played in the WKRC, um, the, the Cincinnati show. Way back in the day. Remember with the turkey drop? Yeah, I think he looked familiar. Yeah. Like, I couldn't quite pick my finger on it. But once again, yeah, the casting, there's so, so many, especially, you know, his casting is always on point. You know fantastic. The, the dude that played uh, the strip club owner, the Frankenstein guy, mm-hmm. he's the one playing Grandpa Munster in his new Munsters movie. He practically looked like him. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's got that look. You know what I mean? But... um yeah, man. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't like this version of it. I, I think it's just fine. I think it's a, I think it's a different take on it, obviously. But you need that. You can't just recreate it and make it the same thing. That's kind of boring. Um, I feel like if you just took a random teenage girl and let her watch this, though, she'd be freaked out. Oh well, yeah, she'd be freaked out. She'd be like, nope. Michael Myers is notoriously s- fucking scary. You know, he's so scary, man. <laughs> do you like the masks that he makes, or do you like more of the OG style masks? Uh, I don't know. I really don't have a preference. I like them both. I feel you. I feel that you know this kind of more gritty. It, it matched who he was. Like he's obviously been out for a while, so his mask is gonna de- the mask is old, so it's gonna deteriorate. You know, she rips off half of it too, and you know I liked it when it was like just showing his eye because that's like the first kind of glimpse you see of him as a person besides the mask and it's always good because you're curious wanting to know what he kind of looks like you know too so that's a cool little thing they did like jason in the remake when he takes his bag off or something and these guys see like this shit ain't right dude like you want to know kind of what he looks like for a second why is this guy wearing a mask that guy follows us on tiktok really plays him good i know i love his content hey you know the girls too uh danielle harris and uh scout Taylor Compton, the girl who played uh, Lori in this, they got a little podcast going now, Talk Scary to Me. Mm-hmm. They're crushing it. They get a little bit more risque talking about sexual stuff. Well, they're hot, so, you know. Yeah. I think we are too, but we're humble. It's a All hot right? It's a hot girl's world right now. It is. You know, if you're hot, you can pretty much do anything you want. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate having a wiener. But, you know, hey. We can stand up and pee anywhere, so that's the give or take. That is a plus. It dude. is very convenient. I'm yeah. telling you, it whoever is very designed that, like was find, thinking, like finding a restroom for a number two is difficult. But imagine having to find a restroom to do a number one all the time, ladies. I'm sorry, you know, hey, but you, know, you get you you take the good with the bad here, right? Yeah, that's true. But this is very interesting. I want to know more things about this. And these guys are here. They're gonna bring them in here, and they're gonna do some things for us. We gotta get up. Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the what do you know here. This is a segment here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. Now, if you know what you know, you already know what we know, and you're gonna know together. And you already had a we know gasm, and you're in the afterglow. But if you don't know what we know, you're gonna have to find out what we know, and then you're gonna have a we know gasm, and then you're a little bit behind. But it's gonna be fantastic. Just don't use toilet paper because it sticks. Anyway, so. Facts. Why don't you? You know what? I'm going to tell you a quick fact here. I got a quick fact here. Mine's a little bit quick here, but it's a quick fact here for Halloween. Oh, you're going to start us off with a little foreplay here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of like a foreplay fact, you know, if you want to go in the gutter. Yeah. But foreplay anything, you know? I mean, you pour the milk in the cereal. That's foreplay technically. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. So there's a man in this movie. You might know him. You might have heard some of his musical things that he's done. His name is Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, oh, he's I in know this him. movie. Yeah. He's in this movie as himself on a TV show with Dr. Loomis, and he's giving him shit. You know, he's making fun of him being Weird Al. Yeah. So, weird little uh, tidbit here is 
Weird Al said, Rob came to him, he's like, hey, Weird Al, I want to put you in this movie. And Weird Al's like, okay, I'll do it, but only one stipulation. Rob's like, what? You know, what, what, what is it? It's like millions of dollars? No. He was like, I get to wear whatever I want. Rob's like, okay, I mean, you know, you're Weird Al, so wear what you normally wear, I guess, if you're playing yourself. Which is weird, you know, because he's just in a regular shirt and pants. He That's looks what like, I'm thinking. He, he, wasn't like, in, he wasn't in, like, a banana no, suit it or something. Like, it looked like he was late and he just grabbed what was ever on top of the dresser. Hey, you know. and he was the first one to make like these. Now, when we're talking Michael Myers, are we talking the Austin Powers Mike Myers? How Mike. many how many times have you think people searched Mike Myers and got not who they were looking for? Specifically? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was the first time that wall has been broken within yeah, a franchise. Exactly. Which I liked. Yeah, it was good. That show, that uh, TV show, was quite funny. You know, Doctor Loomis getting his balls broke. But the, you know, what do you know here? Yeah. What do you know here? You know something. Yeah, I do. What do you know? You know Margot Kidder? No. Well, I think you do. So, in this movie... Who the hell is that? So, in this movie, Annie... Or, well, Annie and Laurie are all messed up. But Laurie's been seeing a psychiatrist, right? She goes into the doctors. A shrink? Yeah, a shrink. Okay. She's been going in there. Or a psychologist, as a matter of fact. I think she's giving her medicine. Okay? So that lady, that old lady there, that actress, her name's Marco Kidder. But in that movie, in Halloween 2, the doctor's name is Barbara Kalia. Dr. Kalia. But Barbara, that's her first name. Well, people might recognize that because she's played a Barbara before. You remember a 1974 picture by the name of Black Christmas? Yes. The mean girl, the mean one. Yeah. The mean Barbara. That's yeah. her. Wow. She's on, yeah. This lady's passed away, has since passed away. I did not know that. But that's why Rob's a casting genius. Wow. Right there. That's a little piece. Yeah. For your ass. It goes a lot deeper than you think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Oh, what yeah. a fact here. There's so much. That, that, yeah. I didn't know that. Barbara. Twice. We've seen her twice as Barbara. You didn't even make the parallel. No. She's like young and hot, and then she's like old lady. Yeah, it's right over your head, right through your ass. Yeah. You saw the progression. Yes. I'd still, you know. Yeah, I know you would, because you're weird. No, I wouldn't, actually. But, you know, if it was a sympathy thing, she was like, Ooh. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> this might take a lot of work. <laughs> Stop it. Duh. Knock it off here. We're here for facts. Not ha-has. No more oh, chuckling around. Yeah. <laughs> no more feelings inside of my gullet. Anyways, tickles. Tickle my gullet. Any of you, uh, you know any other facts here? You know, I think that's it. Yeah, that was pretty quick, you know. We got them out the way. Good stuff. Quick little foreplay. There you go. Now you know something that you didn't know prior to this little thing happening. It's good stuff. Now, Mark, the million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. The million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. Where's Michael Myers be taking shits at? At wherever. I know, but like, There's you think a... it's just like a pop squat and a wipe? You think he like? Oh, yeah. You, you think he wipes? No, this man ate a dog. This man is murdering people with pieces of glass. He's probably. A... I wonder how people can't smell him. That's a good point. Like you know, he would be smelling pretty raunchy. Like you know how he sneaks up on people sometimes. Like you would smell it first. You'd be like, "What is that stench?" And you would be aware. You might be able to get away. But you know what we didn't talk about, Christian Ramey? What? We did not talk about how he escapes the ambulance. <laughs> we do love that scene. That's a fun scene. I love this scene. So if you're not familiar with the scene, you probably are. So basically, it start movie kicks off after the first Robert Zombert Halloween, you know, and they take uh, Michael Myers, um, put him in the ambulance, and they're going to take him to, you know, hospital or whatever the hell they're taking him. So, where was a morgue? I don't remember which one it is. You know what it is? Is it an ambulance or a morgue, people? Those two guys are. Those guys were taking him to, like, the morgue. Okay, that's what it is. Sorry. So, yeah, just pretty much transporting his dead body. Yeah. So, they're having a little conversation talking about how he'd fuck a dead body, which is great. That one guy. Yeah, that's yeah. Richard Brake. Mm-hmm. And this was actually Rob's first film with Richard. Um, 
uh, <clears throat> who? Oh, Sid Haig. You know, Sid, I mean, Captain Spaulding. He yeah. made the recommendation to Rob. He said, hey, you should work with Richard Brake. I mean, he was the Night King for a little bit in Game of Thrones. Obviously, he played Doomhead in 31. Yeah. He's a great actor. He plays one of the best, for hell. One of the best quotes I've ever heard is from that movie when he first walks in. I apologize for not in advance for not sharpening this. <laughs> that's, that's like just the coldest, sickest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, he's, but, a, he's a great so, guy. Also, large teeth. Yes. So what they do is they hit a cow, and it's intense. Like, they made... Cow! Like, you've heard, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've heard of how bad hitting a cow can be, and they display it. Display it. That is an intense... It's like hitting a brick wall. Yeah. So the cow goes everywhere, but the realest shit ever, he's just, he just says, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Every word out of his mouth is fuck. He's <laughs> just in so much pain. Like, that's, I can imagine that, though. Like, if you got into a wreck, like, that's the only word that your brain can probably process in the pound of pain you are. It's just fuck. You're trying to move. Ah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. 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 <laughs> then he gets his like head sawed off damn near with yeah, a piece of glass. With a piece of glass, man. Brutal kill. My God. That was that's a just good one. that's some intense shit right there. One yeah. of my one of the best scenes in the movie to me. I like in her dream how that guy Buddy got killed. The security oh, dude, guard. I hate why he got killed, Buddy. I feel like he's just like Somebody's sweet grandpa yeah, or something <laughs> like, God, why you got to kill Buddy? Like He gave her a coffee and shit. She's yeah. like, here, drink this. It'll warm you. Uh, <laughs> like, that's your work coffee. You just straight gave it. The, that's that's warm. Yeah. That's a spot in your heart, dog. Yeah. You just gave somebody your work coffee? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't hate people. I don't like people a lot, man, but I feel like I would be happy to see Buddy every day, you know, yeah. if, I, if he was just the guard or something. Poor Buddy. Axe to the back, and it's stuck for a while. So, poor buddy. I like the little kid. I like how, like, in the clown suit. That was a nice little nod, but this little kid just walks up to giant Michael Myers without his mask on. He says, are you a giant? He says, can we be friends? Yeah. He didn't kill kids. No, especially ones in little clown outfits. Yeah, he likes that. That's how he started his shit, was a clown. He's got to look for the clowns now. Nice outfit. Hey. Nice uh, outfit, little motherfucker. <laughs> That's how he talks. Would you think a movie, if somebody recreated Halloween again and made Michael Myers talk, you think it would work? No, I don't think it would. I'm but a, it would be funny. Especially if he was real soft-spoken. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all know I'm here now. <laughs> you got like eight seconds to get out of this door. <laughs> Where you think you're going? Come here. Hey, that don't even hurt me. The Lord. thing is, that don't even hurt. That don't even hurt. <laughs> Dude, do a voiceover of Michael like getting do that that voiceover. <laughs> Make it on YouTube. <laughs> I wanted to do like the the. The voiceover one, uh, make them like TikToks, just have Miguel Marrero, and yeah. just have like mariachi music every time he busts in the door. Oh, no, it's Miguel! <laughs> it's me! <laughs> <laughs> Jason was how I was unsure. I don't know how I'd do his voice. I don't know either. Maybe a Sandra Bullock. Ooh, it's me, Sandra. <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. What's your favorite part, Chris Ramey? Man, if I'm thinking of this film and why I want to watch it, I really do like the party. But I would have to say it's the strip club scene. That's just so funny. Enjoy the herpes, old man. <laughs> like yeah. he's just like the relationship. It's it's just funny. He does great job with um I don't know, uh, dialogue and just funny situations. So that was really funny. And I like how Michael just like threw him on the ground and just like wasn't anything fancy. Just started stomping his face into lasagna. Yeah. And that's like that you that's real. You could really do that. Yeah. Anybody could do that to you. Like that maybe not as quick, but it'll take a while. But most, yeah. But a seven foot guy, big ass Michael Myers, yeah, he's gonna stomp your face in. Yeah, dude, that's nuts. And the guy that uh, played him, Tyler Farr, he was a WCW wrestler. Mm-hmm. His name is Big Sky. I mean, this guy's huge. He's yeah. at conventions and stuff. Yeah, 
just one of those individuals that, once again, if they, if they were to walk in the room and you didn't know them, like if you were unfamiliar with what Michael Myers' mask was, but like Michael Myers of that size busted in the room, you'd be like, yo, we got to get out of here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but this guy is probably for real. Intimidation. <laughs> yeah, first rule. Intimidation. <laughs> Little giants. Yeah. Uh, I like the hospital. Oh, the hospital. Okay. The hospital uh, dream that she has. That was from fun. The, from the kills and, and the rain and the, you know, the whole atmosphere of it. The is music. Pretty, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. It's fun. I Just like fun. that. It makes you feel like a real horror movie. Like I'm in a horror flick or something, man. Yeah, and she was busted up. Her leg was busted and her hand was busted. So it was hard for her to have the mobility. So yeah. you kind of felt that. Mm-hmm. And the tense kills, too, of course. Well, now that we got that out of the way, Christian Ramey, we must go into one of the most things I'm interested in right now, and that is your Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Sloppy Horror rating, baby, yeah! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. This is a segment where your favorite scary movie companion, Christian Ramey, is going to rate this horror movie on a horror movie scale. How does he do that? Well, I'll tell you if you just give me a second to explain. People have no patience these days, I swear to God. Just wait a second. Just wait a goddamn second. So, we're going to do this in a series of four categories. Three of the categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of... 10 points all together. Very good. So, if you're curious like me, let's get into the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Where's the thing, folks? You know, when you play music like that, I feel like I'm on a talk show. Like I'm Johnny Carson. That was the purpose of it. That's what I like. Yes. It's <clears throat> in tight. Uh, thank you. So, casting's very high on this list. I don't know if I'm saying perfect on this one, but it's very high. Very high. I mean, he is a lord of casting, in my opinion, with horror movies. He surrounds himself. Um, he was uh, not prepared for this category. Two and a half points. Two and a half points. All right. Makes sense. I agree with it completely. Agree with it completely. So that's two and a half out of ten so far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. Let's go into the second category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is kills. Another two and a half. Another. <laughs> okay. It's All almost right. perfect. Yes. I need some more for it to be perfect, but they're brutal enough. They're things that you remember. Mm-hmm. They are definitely things you remember, but there aren't too many outside of like the brute force of his own hands or a knife. So, for that, there's not much originality there, but holy shit, they're brutal. Yeah. Like, even in the cornfield, I like how they backed up and he just saw it with silence of her dragging her out of the car and just, "Mm, mm." and you're just like, oh my. They are kills that you remember for sure. Anybody who sees this movie is going to remember at least one. Oh, yeah. For sure, guaranteed. So that is five out of ten so far after two categories. Let's go on to the third final three-point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is fear. Mark, I, I feel like I have to be fair. Like I feel like this is a current enough horror movie where it could be a one and a half. I feel like some like people's wives, or like, because we're kind of accustomed to the brutal stuff. And like, if you're listening to a horror movie podcast, like you are watching probably through a lens of being a horror fan. But if you were to just like sit your mom down, they're like somebody random and watch this movie, they'd have issues for a couple weeks. Like, I'm not saying all of them would be afraid, but I think this still like if you played this for a party of teenage girls, they would be freaked out. Like if you flick the lights out in the room, they'd be freaked out. Yeah. They would not go downstairs by themselves. They would like, you know what I'm saying? So obviously to people who love Michael Myers and have a different approach, no, you're not exactly afraid. So you'll fall in the latter half of the one and a half. But I still think this is has enough approach where it can be a one and a half. 
if you were just to show it to a group of teenage kids. Yeah. Because that's the only people I'm really thinking you're scaring anyways. I mean, I don't know. Somebody's wife most definitely could be afraid of this. Yeah, or somebody's husband. I mean, you know, some people are fucking wusses, man. You know, what are you going to do? But makes sense. So that's six and a half out of ten. So far here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, let's go on to the final one-point category here on the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is rewatchability. My half a point will go for a yes. What say you, Ozark? Uh, I have to. I've seen this movie multiple times. It's very rewatchable, especially around Halloween time. So, yes, I will give it a half point as well. So that is seven and a half. Out of 10, total score for Robert Zombert's Halloween 2, 2009. Now, guys, if I was rating this movie as a cohesive, well-story-oriented movie, it'd probably be a 3 out of 10. Yep. It really would be. But the kills, the casting, if you're looking at this like, hey, man, it's movie night. We want to watch a scary movie. Not everyone in this room is a horror movie nerd or whatever. We just want to watch a scary movie. Is this something we could watch? Most definitely. Yep. Most definitely. Yes. So, yeah, I like that. But Ozark, man, there's here's the thing with Rob Zombie Pictures. He's often quoted for cussing a lot, which we do sometimes. Uh, you know, he's got kind of a... A nice trash filter on his movies that I like, you know. It's and I don't even want to call it trash. It's just that's how it looks where some people grew up, and we kind of understand that. So I think it's fair that we get into your little segment of parental guidance, so we can see what's going on for our age groups here. So let's hit the music. I missed you, Mister. 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 Rosak. Tell him if you're old enough. How old? Watch that scary stuff you know, for the parents who will give a Whoa. That's right. <laughs> We're in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys and girls, this is Uncle Ozark Mark's parental guidance segment. And what that means is we often get the question of, hey, I'm looking for a horror movie for my kid to watch, or is my kid able to watch a said movie? So we like to do a fair assessment with each movie that we do, and Ozark is a pretty good assessment because he doesn't have kids, so you're obviously not going to scar a kid that's not yours. So if you're babysitting Mark, what age limit would it be before you could let them watch Halloween 2? 16. I think that's very fair. 16, just because if you're here and you get freaked out, you can drive your ass home, so I don't got to deal with you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, obviously, if you're a horror fan, you're obviously going to watch it, you know, a lot younger. So that really doesn't apply. I'm talking about, like, the general public. Mm -hmm. General public person, if they're not a horror fan, let them watch it at 16. You know, because there's, there's very brutal murders it's for the kids. <laughs> there's brutal murders. There's some titties. There's some, you know. But it's more tra- dark and trashy. It's very, it's gory. I mean, this guy eats a dog for shit. Fuck's sakes. You know, he eats a dog. He's, he cuts somebody's head off with a goddamn piece of glass and then throws it on the ground. Like, there's some imagery that if the, not the accustomed to this type of stuff sees it it will haunt them for a little bit so you got to be careful and just it's, you know who you're you know who it is but uh yeah 16 just the safest safest i mean the movie's rated r so i mean technically it should be 18 but you know i'm going with 16 i think you'd be all right there you have it folks if you have halloween 2 and you're wondering what age the kids should be uncle lozark says 16 they should be all right bam so that's it, guys. That's that 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 feels fair. I feel like we're all covered on the rating and our recommendation for folks of what to do. But Ozark, yes, we didn't mention it. What you distracted me by? What? It's hard work, man. This damn hard work we've been doing. Oh, okay. And we didn't mention it early in the episode. But folks, if you're having a fun time, if you love Ozark and I, and you fly through these episodes, and you're looking for some more content, you could find some. You could become a member of our Patreon, 
Okay, you go to patreon.com slash sloppy horror, and there we have bonus episodes. We have things that, you know, it, it is subscription-based, but not all of them are high tiers. There's a $5 one, $10 one, and $20 one. And folks, the reason I'm talking to you and your voice, because we're not selling energy drinks and manscaping products and doing all the, the corny stuff. That's just not Ozark and I. We do this through your guys' love and support, and you guys keep the lights on. You guys help us with that. So... If you guys are interested in that, that is our plug for that, and uh, we very much appreciate you guys. Obviously, uh, we got merchandise on the way, and you know, check out the website too. We've got some great articles going on. If you guys see those, share those. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're working on <clears throat> all the legal crap that you got to do to get it all said and done. So we're working on that, but it's going to be here soon. Like stuff's already made, so it's just mm-hmm. we need to put the pieces together because this is in America and you gotta have all kinds of laws and regulations and LPDs whatever the fuck it is you gotta have it all squared away you, know? you gotta have it all situated and that's what we're doing folks and uh, we we really do appreciate you guys actually uh, March 15th made our one year of doing sloppy horror together Wow. And folks, time flies. We love you guys, man. We got a nice little crew of people. I mean, all over the world. It blows my mind. It really does. Uh, And we see you guys. So thank you guys so much for that. And, uh, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, uh, leave a review, like, comment, share. All that stuff really does matter. We're not those uh, annoying people who are going to beg you every 30 seconds on their video. But if you guys do that, it very much, uh, we appreciate it. And, you know, this is convention season coming up. So, obviously, we got Horror Hound here in Cincinnati. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You guys just keep your ear to the track. And, obviously, if you see Ozark and I, you better come say something because we're going to have backpacks full of goodies. And uh, I would much rather see – I mean, obviously, we're out there to meet new people and new faces. But if you are a sloppy horror fan, I want want you to get a a little bit of flavor before a random stranger. So, come see us. Say Ozark. Say it just like that. <laughs> and touch his teeth. Mark. Say it just like that. Dude, don't stop. Mark is such the most unappealing name to scream. It's just like, God, it never sounds good. Never sounds good. Mark. <laughs> Mark. 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 Mark, Mark. It's not a good sounding name. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a bad name. Yeah, it's not a bad name, no. I'm happy with it. I'm not going to change it or anything, but I'm saying getting my attention in the yelling format, it never sounds very good. Yeah. So, uh, Mark. Yes, what is. Oh. <clears throat> Real quick, we got only a few short moments left in this episode, Chris Jeremy, and what you like to do is give us a little hint, a little hinty, 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 who? All right. What is the next episode of the Sloppy Horror Podcast? All right. Now, next week's episode isn't going to be as controversial of a film as this one, but I would say maybe a small tad bit of controversy some people say they don't like it, but I will say it's the most popular franchise within the last year or two. Yep, that's a dead There's giveaway. a lot of nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of stuff going on, and it's a sequel. Oh, boy. I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is going to great. And it's not the fourth or the fifth one. Okay. Well, that gives it away. Very good. So you got two options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Christian Ramey, what a great episode here. I hope you had fun like I had fun, and I hope you had fun in the in there in TV land or audio land like we did too. So. Well, that's good stuff, folks. Yes. We will see you. Here's the thing. What? Have you heard President Carter? He says gas prices are so high. That he's had to take a take a horse everywhere. You heard this? You heard this? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I just want to. Ha- I just want to have my own talk show one day. I mean, we kind of do. You do already, you idiot. Yeah, we're gonna do. Hey, we're what? gonna we're gonna throw a massive live show. What do you think this is? We're gonna throw a massive live <clears throat> show. 
Massive live. I really do mean that, Mark. We'll get the people hyped up. We'll pick a date for it. We'll have some fun. We'll have multiple different, you know, maybe skits, different things going on, all kinds of fun. It'll be a great live show. Folks, we have to find a date for that. And I really think maybe bring uh, one more click, uh, clicking hand or two to help us out in situations for a big live show. Oh, you're going to have to. Oh, yeah. Do but you know I think it would be... require you do your mate. Okay. Oh, right, right. Yep. I think I think the <coughs> Wayne's World aspect of it will make it fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think that's what will make it fun. <laughs> All right. All right, well, folks. That's it. Say goodbye and all your goodbyes. Good night, folks. Okay, goodbye.